Welcome to the Global Discussion, discussions with creatives, leaders and thinkers. My name is Simon Hodgkins and today it's a real pleasure to be joined by Sarah Chadwick. Sarah, you're very welcome to the show. Let's begin by asking you to tell us a little bit about your background, because a fascinating creative background. Tell us all about how you got to be doing what you do today and a little bit about your story. So over to you, Sarah. Hi there. Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Delighted to be on um, today. My background isn't very much a planned one. It was more of a, it just kind of happened one. So um, I pretty much fell into advertising by accident. So came home from Australia after two years living there. Didn't know what to do with myself. Back home, living with my parents. I was like, I just need to get a job, any job. And I had worked in hospitality in uh, Australia so signed up to a temp agency. I was like, I can do reception. I can do whatever. And I got a call one day. They met me a couple of times, got a call one day. And they said, we think we've got the perfect place for you. It's an advertising agency. And I was like, what do they do? And anyway, I went into Boys and Girls back in 2013. And I walked in the front door and I was like, I don't know what this is, but I like it. So, yeah, uh, started my career out in reception in Boys and Girls and then moved into production, was eight years in production and then left in 2022 to set up my own thing, Clickety Clack. In Clickety Clack, so I am a producer now and I freelance uh, across a lot of different agencies in um, Ireland and I'm working on global and local brands. That's a bit of a whirlwind journey, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> and it, it's interesting, you mentioned Boys and Girls, and just for our worldwide audience, I, maybe just talk to that for a minute, because Boys and Girls, uh, who are based, I think they're still headquartered out of Ireland, was a very successful agency that was kind of set up by some people that had been in the advertising game, very well respected. They sort of come together and form their own agency many, many years ago now, and I know many moons ago, I actually did some TV advertising with them. Oh, yeah. uh, they helped produce some of the creative on some of that stuff. Um, so they're very well respected and still work with some of the biggest brands in the world, don't they, uh, boys and girls? Yeah. Um, but you kind of started, I suppose, going in saying, I'm not really sure what that is, and ended up being the, you know, being in this production creative environment for, was it nine years? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. So, you yeah, know, yeah. it was... Boys and Girls, brilliant agency. I have nothing but love and respect for them. Um, I grew up there, as I said. I they I went in as this little, don't know what I'm doing, and I left this senior producer that was really proud of what we created in the nine years that I was there. So, yeah, as you mentioned, they were six um senior leaders in the industry that worked on different in different agencies. And they decided, why don't we come together and set up our own? So they worked on international clients from Digicel to Three in Ireland to Jameson to Skoda. They have, you know, all of the all of the big brands they've worked on uh, throughout the year. So I, yeah, was very lucky to. That's where I landed uh, at the very start. So today, you're obviously doing a lot of production you know, freelance production, you're working on all different levels of production. What type of clients are you working with? How do you, how does the world of production work today with this new creative entity when you're working for yourself pretty much, Sarah? How does it work today? 
Yeah, it kind of works the same. Um, When I first started out, I didn't know if the phone was going to ring. I kind of was like, I'm going to try this. I feel like I had gotten to where I was going to get um, in the other agency. So I said, I've got enough experience throughout all the different uh, areas between car brands and telco and supermarkets and paint brands and everything. So when I went into the other agencies, when I got into the other agencies, I um, knew of creatives around um, Dublin mainly because of, we'll probably talk about later on, my involvement in ICAD. So getting into those uh, other agencies was helpful because I was part of a community already. So once I knew of people, I knew kind of who to talk to. And uh, yeah, I am doing the last two years of Clickety Clack, I have spent a lot of time working on the traditional advertising. So photography, TV ads, um, radio, that kind of stuff. Very, very good. So obviously having that network and that community of people that you could tap into, it, it's kind of always a risk, isn't it, when you go out on your own to say, well, is the as you say, is the phone even going to ring? Is anybody going to email me and use my services? But obviously, with your extensive network throughout the production and creative industry, um, that starts to help. And I'm imagining there's some kind of flywheel effect there where work begets work, you know. Um, And the other thing I wanted to ask you just before we move on, because I do want to ask you about ICAD. I'll come back to that in a moment that, that you mentioned. But I wanted to ask you about being a good producer. You know, you were a senior producer. You kind of worked your way up. I know you did broadcast and content production. You moved into this role as a senior producer. You're now doing it on your own. You're working with some of the big agencies, some of the, you know, very well-respected creative houses that are working with brands today. Um, if you were if you were meeting somebody that wanted to get into this line of work and they were saying, well, what what makes a good producer? What type of person do you need to be? What kind of skills do you need to have? Or what is a good producer today? What would you say? How would you answer that, Sarah? Um, I would say to be a good producer is just to be human. There's, it's not about being academic. I am not an academic. I just about made it through college. As my parents say, she got a degree in socializing and that's about it. But um, so yeah, just know how to talk to people, know how to work with people. In advertising, it's so interesting because you're working with so many different types of people. And as a producer as well, I have to link in with everybody. So I'm dealing with creatives who are very much, you know, one personality versus account management versus clients. Everybody has their own agenda and everybody has to get their bit out of it. So as long as you can figure out people and I suppose the psychology around people and you're a decent person and you're a fair person, I think you can be a good producer. I think you can learn the budgeting and the scheduling and all that kind of stuff. That kind of, it becomes, you know, you end, it becomes habit. You figure it out as it goes along. You learn from your mistakes. You're like, whoops, I under, I I under budgeted that job or I didn't give us enough time on that. And you learn from your mistakes. But the biggest thing as a producer, I would say, is just to be a decent human. You know, it's fascinating to hear you say that, and it's so refreshing to hear you say that because at the moment, and I'm sure it's impacting your industry as as it is everybody else's, but in the world of AI, 
and machine created content and you know this bombardment of the latest ai and don't get me wrong i'm a, i'm a huge fan of what we're doing with the technology side but ultimately when it comes to being a good producer it's the human characteristics that are making the difference there right it's so refreshing to hear that and i want to come back to what we what we touched on sort of raised icad and just for people listening the institute of creative advertising and design icad yeah. Um, you're involved there, aren't you? Can you tell us a bit about that? So ICAD is uh, 65 years old. It is the oldest creative institute um, in Europe. And it um, is basically just a, a community of uh, advertising producers and design. So basically we work under three pillars, which is to foster, to reward and promote and um, creative advertising and what we do is we are a community run by the members for the members and for anybody who goes to icad.ie that's icad.ie they'll see your profile uh, very very proudly displayed there in terms of your involvement with icad and i suppose it comes back to that network and that community that you were talking about earlier how important is the creative community and is it more important now than it's ever been, Sarah? Oh, 100%. I think like during COVID, that was one thing that I think everybody really missed. It was actually just getting in a room with people, getting to work with our peers, whether it is the people that we work with that are coming up with ideas, whether it's working in post houses, actually getting to sit with the editor, if it's in a sound studio, getting to record voiceover. ICAD represents everybody. So it represents the advertising agencies. It represents the post houses. It represents the production companies. So not actually, so giving everybody a space to actually come together and chat and do events, reward, have our awards night every year. It's so important. You're bringing people together that is potentially going to give you your next job. It's potentially going to, you know, um, give you inspiration to push for the next job. It is just, I love it. It's the reason I joined was because of part of the community. I got onto the um, old President Rossi McCauley when I first finished in Boys and Girls. And I was very aware that I was leaving a network. I was very aware that I was leaving a home, my safety. I was going out on my own. I wanted to still be part of something. Um, and I always have an opinion. So I met up at Rossi to see how I could help out. And what me thinking was, oh, I'll help out, you know, organizing an event. Uh, six months later was me on the executive board. So um, yeah, that's how that's how that works. And that's how I kind of got involved in ICAT. Yeah, that's it. That's incredible. And it, it's such an important, I suppose, institution at this stage, you know, it's such an important community. And obviously, Long may your uh, contributions and success there continue. Um, you've mentioned a few times that you kind of you've learned as you've gone. And when I was asking you about if you were giving advice to people, um, what's important, you were talking about the human aspects of it. And I want to sort of flesh that out a little bit more for our audience, um, because there must have been people on your journey that have maybe have inspired you or helped you. Um, or there might be advice that you've picked up along the way that you find yourself sharing with others or just some good information that you'd like to share with us. When I ask you that kind of question, what, what springs to mind, Sarah? 
Advice wise, um, I think, God, I'm picking up nuggets throughout my journey in um, my career. But I remember one creative director, actually, Rory Hamilton, um, said to us one day when we were pushing to get can, we really wanted that can line. And he said to us one day, you just need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. He was like, "You're ne- we're never going to get it if we stay in our safe zone. We're never going to get it if we're just plodding along doing what we always do. So I think that's something that's always stuck with me when I'm nervous in a meeting, when I'm, you know, look at a script and don't know how I'm going to approach it. When I look at a budget and I say, how am I going to do this? It's the uncomfortable. But I know I'm like, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to get somewhere good unless I get out of my comfort zone. So that is a piece of advice that um, I always think of. And the other, what I would say to more junior people that I chat to is don't always do what you're told. Like I, everybody thinks that they know what they're doing and everybody, you know, will tell you, oh, it needs to be done this way. And a lot of, especially junior people will say, oh, well, I'll do it this way because I was told to do it this way. So like, if you think you could have a better way of doing it, if you have an opinion, if you don't agree, I am always the voice in the room saying, no, I don't think I'll do it that way. Or I don't think we should do it this way because of X, Y, and Z. So yeah, don't always do what you're told and always have an opinion. So very, very good. Well, they're they're two great pieces of advice. So look, if anybody's watching or listening, who's interested in also picking up uh, trophies and winning campaigns at Cannes Lions or the Kinsale Sharks or maybe the Love Radio Awards or wherever, because I know there's a trophy cabinet of stuff that you've worked on and produced. So it's really, really encouraging to hear that. So thank you for sharing that, Sarah. Um, As you look forward, though, now, um, at the time of recording, we've kind of got this new year ahead of us um what's the year ahead look like for you do you plan month on month quarter on quarter do you take each day as it comes how does it work in your world in this world of content uh, production you know being a producer what do you plan on how are you going about it and what's on your roadmap that's actually a really interesting question because what i'm answering today i probably would have answered differently this time last year So at the moment, I don't know, uh, is the answer, which is scary. But again, being comfortable with being uncomfortable is the, yeah, I just have to, I'm kind of, I have my fingers in a lot of pies. I'm waiting for certain jobs to get going, but the advertising landscape at the moment is so fragile in the you could be working on a brief and the next day it just gets pulled. And, you know, I have these relationships with agencies. So I'm in and I understand that if the job gets pulled, the job gets pulled. And my next two months that I've lined up could just be gone over one email. So um, that's what I'm learning this year is the first two years of Clickety Clack was um great really successful I had one job after the next job after the next job so I I was fully booked for 22 months where I always had the next job lined up for 2024 that's not the case and I'm actually okay with that I get to see where else I can go now that I'm not 
fully booked now that I'm not, I can get more involved in the leadership of ICAD. I can, I, my brother is a musician. He was releasing an album this year. So I'm going to work on music videos and content to get his, um, his work out there. I'm, I work with, um, I do a lot of volunteer work within the industry, which is, as my accountant says, you can't, you don't get paid on volunteer work. I'm like, I know, but I like, I like doing it. I work with, um, the Can Young line winners, that um, every year they have an entry. So the Can Young line winners from last year out of Ireland, I'm helping them produce their um, their script. So although from an actual paid work point of view, it's a bit up in the air. I have a lot of projects and stuff that I'll be working on. And there's always something in my apartment that needs to be spray painted or, you know, glue gunned. I'm obsessed with always doing bits around the place so I'm not worried that I won't be busy very good very good and I, I'm sure and I'm sure you will um so make the most of that time you have at the moment to, you know to, to look at those other endeavors uh, and I know you're involved in a lot of other things and you do support I mean particularly the the young can lions such an important uh, area uh, to foster that new creative talent coming through um, and it's interesting, isn't it? Maybe, you know, a, a little bit further on your journey of, of working for yourself now with Clickety Clack a couple of years into it, how you have a different perspective, you know, uh, it is interesting. I, and, and I know I speak to many creatives and many, many people in this sort of world where when they do go out on themselves, you just kind of grab the jobs and you do all the jobs and you want to make sure that you're busy. But what, what gets pushed aside sometimes then is the strategic thinking about where do you want it to go so exactly. it is encouraging to hear that um look finally and before we run out of time sarah is there anything else that you'd like to share with our worldwide audience today while we have them here watching or listening to this episode around the world uh, and secondly if people want to connect with you and and find out about the services that you offer and how you can help them where's the best place to point people to um, yeah, so you can find me pretty much anywhere. Um, you put my name into Google and I'll pop up, which is slightly terrifying as well. Um, so I'm on Instagram. Um, it's clickityclack.ie. Uh, I am on my website, sorry, more importantly is uh, clickityclack.ie. My Instagram's the same. Um, to connect with me directly, LinkedIn is probably um, the best way of getting directly in contact with me. So that is uh, Sarah Chadwick on LinkedIn. And any sort of final thoughts for our worldwide audience before we wrap up today, Sarah? Um, yeah, I think the final thing I'd want to say is to always have an opinion. Um, don't just sit back and let other people uh, decide how things happen. Um, have an opinion and always stand for something. I think back to me chatting about it's all about human uh, connection and it's all about how we work together. Standing for something is so important. And I think people will respect you more if you have an opinion and if you stand for something. Um, I'm very involved in activism and I will always have my voice heard. We have a voice, so make sure that your voice gets heard. Such an important point, and it's a great point that brings us nicely to the end of this episode today of the Global Discussion. 
before we wrap up i just want to thank everybody who's been watching or listening to this episode today make sure that you follow like subscribe do everything i need you to do to help support the show and make sure that you that you tune in again for more discussions with creatives and leaders and thinkers just like sarah but thank you sarah for being on the show today it's been a pleasure to have you as a guest on the global discussion thank you so much fab thank you so much cheers